0: It's another Panther Rants podcast with Vlad Harris as your host. It's Thursday, which means we've got one more day till the, the end of the weekend. And there's a lot of um, stuff out there. Well, first of all, part of the uh, pit coaching search has been put to bed. As well, for one thing. Danny Hurley is going to take the job at UConn. You know, he's going to pay over $3 million a year annually. Pitt obviously missed out on Hurley. And the thing about it is, once UConn fired Kevin Ollie, because they knew Danny Hurley was going to be a hot commodity, they did what they could to get rid of Ollie. You know, all I could, you know, all I could, you know, state the fact that he took UConn on national title, but, and, you know, they were in the NCAA tournament the, year, the next year, but things started going downhill, and, you yeah, they fired him, and they, they wanted to get the next, they knew that how much of a hot commodity Hurley was going to be, so Pitt pretty much had an uphill battle once UConn fired him. And that's just that. I mean, who knows? If Pitt hires Hurley. Who knows how long he even stays at Pitt? He probably gives the same spiel that he gives Rhode Island, where he wants more money and plus them to make a commitment to their um, to the program. And they did. They offered him a seven-year deal. I think over two mil- two million because you know their their budget ain't that big, but they're going to put more in the basketball program. But he but ultimately he left anyway. but you wonder if um well if anything with Hurley you wonder if he did that to, to Rhode Island to, to to um I guess to say I'm leaving anyway but I want to I want you guys to do something for this program for the next guy that comes on board Could be. he could have just let that as a conversation piece so Pitt did all they could. They threw a big, they threw big money at him. I mean, they probably threw the kitchen sink at this guy, and in the end, he just wasn't coming here. So they tried. He just, it's not going to happen. So on the other side of the coin, we have Sean Miller. Miller supposedly was interested in the job, and you know, I heard from several people that the job was his. The boosters wanted them, but the but the biggest uh, <laughs> obstacle was going to be Heather Lycan, possibly the the rest of the admin, and if you read read yeah, if you the dodge, the you can see that um, obviously Lycan them won out on this. Which probably is going to make a lot, you know, people probably aren't going to be happy about this. I of course, you're not already, right, because according to some people, that the head coaching search is a disaster anyway. I don't like to have Schumler pit, but there's too much red tape. There's just too much going on there. And hiring him just right now is not a good idea. And of course, there was other talks that supposedly he got pissed off that, you know, I guess Heather was still trying for Hurley. Well, tough, tough, tough shit, Sean. God forbid, we're not you're not you're not the number one number one choice. It's not like we were. To, it's not like Pitt was the number one choice for you. I mean, you went to school there, but still. It's not like Sean Miller didn't have opportunities to come back to Pitt. I mean, he had one t- he had an opportunity to come back two years ago. He didn't want it. He was not even at all remotely interested in it. He was happy where he was at. But then when he threw in an FBI investigation, a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, coming to the Pitt makes it more lucrative. I mean, look at look at Jamie Dixon for one thing. TCU became pretty plain to him when stuff started to go downhill with Pitt. Although a lot of people, you know, some people have told me that in the case of Jamie, the boosters really started to turn on Jamie after the 2011 season, which was the you know the year they got uh, knocked up by Butler in an infamous, you know, game where it's tied, Gil Brown's perfect free throw, it looked perfect, rims out, and then Pitt fouls the guy. And sends him to the line so and you know what for, for one person told me by you know we would we, he would hold these alumni gatherings and you yeah, know Jamie would would, would would attend sometimes even the football coaches attended and he said about 2014 when he saw when he saw Jamie it was like Jamie was tuned not he was just just there so I don't think Jamie just woke up in 2016 one day and said hey you know what? I'm going to TCU he is, his, his foot was already out the door long before that he was just looking for the right place to go and so going back to Zola Modern was lucrative at, at the time because they were doing some upgrades to basketball and Del Conte was there and he, had, he, already had a, he already had a relationship with Del Conte at TCU because he got TCU into the Big East so he already had relationships with the with the light department. You know, he still stayed in touch with the with the university. But pitch back to the drawing board, and there's other candidates out there. I mean, they're not going to be the sexy ones that people like, but it is what it is. Obviously, there's Nate Oates in Buffalo. There's Muscleman at Nevada. There were there were some there were some decent candidates two years ago, but of course Scott Barnes did a Scott Barnes thing and hired someone no, that nobody was going to want. Pretty much leaves Jamie go without a buyout, and, and of course, we give Scott Barnes a ten million buyout, which he'll get. So, all I can say about the pick coaching searches. It just is what it is. Just sit back, enjoy it. Try to like the hire because this is all we're getting at this point. I mean, we weren't happy with the last hire. And we couldn't wait to get him out the door. So this person's going to be here a while. He's going to be here probably more than two years. So unless, you know, he does something ridiculous. So my my only... um, Suggestion is just to enjoy it as much as you can, hope for the best. You know, Pitt has the money they're willing to put up for this uh, hire, so Pitt's serious. And they had, you know, in case of the ECC, they got to get really serious. But um, if they, if they want to be at the level like at the ECC, they were in the Big East, they got the to- Put, put up a lot of money this time because a lot of schools have money whereas you have the Catholic schools in the Big East and a lot of them don't have the budgets the Pit had so that's what made playing the Big East so great not that you had the recruiting territory but you had a bunch of Catholic schools to beat up on oh except for Villanova probably you know Villanova for the most part all right Moving on, I really need—I really need to talk about Pitt, Pitt Spring football. But from what a lot of people have told me, this team looks really good right now. You know, and they have a—they have a, you know—chance to win eight or nine games this year. So that's always encouraging. But I think we'll—you know—like spring football. It sets the tone for summer for what, when summer camp starts. So, we'll see what this spring game has for us. But I guess let's talk about the NCAA tournament now. It starts tonight. It resumes Sweet 16, baby. And there's a bunch of games. I mean, you know, in the south bracket, we got Kansas State, Kentucky. You know, Kansas State... They eked by UMBC. And you got Kentucky, who, you know, beat Davidson. Davidson wasn't a bad team. They pasted Buffalo pretty bad. So, the game itself, I like Kentucky. Both both these teams are just are inconsistent, so it just depends on which team shows up for for either one. But you obviously, you're, if you're betting, you go Kentucky because they got more, they got better players. It just depends on how you know, <laughs> what their mindset is. So I like Kentucky in that one, and then in the other one, in the other game, you got Louisville, Chicago, and Nevada. Lowe's Chicago has had one hell of a run, but I think Nevada puts an end to it. Although, the reason I say is Nevada's wins. I mean, they beat Texas and they they beat Cincinnati. I mean, they were sloppy in both games. But of course, at the same time, they're Texas and Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati, they were down big and they came back. So, I think this time around, they're going to coast through this game. The first half probably is going to be close, but I think the, the second half they coast. So you got Nevada versus Kentucky in the Elite Eight, and who wins that region is hard to say. I actually really like Nevada to win the region over Kentucky. They just, they just might. So, you got that. In the West bracket, you got Florida State Gonzaga. Florida State pulled up a big wing against Xavier, but I'm not sure how really good Xavier was. I mean, it's the Big East. To me, the Big East is Villanova and whoever else until I'm convinced otherwise. You know Gonzaga. You know they struggled against USC Greensboro, but won. They knocked off Ohio State. Part of me wants to go Florida State, but it just depends on which team shows up. Again, same thing. Sometimes Florida State plays out of their mind. Sometimes they don't. So I kind of like Gonzaga to do their experience. You know their experience. Of course, you got Michigan and Texas A and M. Michigan barely beat Houston. Houston isn't bad. It just, you know, they're not great either. Texas A&M, you know, they uh, won a close game against Providence in the first round. And then they uh, paced to North Carolina. I mean, Texas A&M was playing on their minds. And so, it doesn't matter, you know, how big this opponent is. They're not phased. So, I like Texas A&M in this one, so I got Gonzaga and Texas A&M in the lead eight. And I think we may have a final four of Texas A&M in Nevada. Weird, huh? It's weird how this stuff plays out. I mean, I'm just saying hypothetical. I could be wrong about this. I mean, look at John Rothstein. He's already revised his final four already because his is so jacked up. He was so off on his. East region, you got Villanova and West Virginia. West Virginia always plays out of their mind in a tournament. Last year, obviously, was different. They brain farted. But I think Villanova pulls this one off. They're just a lot more loaded. I think West Virginia will give them fits, but I think Villanova's talent will overdo them. But, uh, you know, West is a great defensive team. So, that's one thing to look out for. You yeah, know, they could pull the upset off, but they got to play really good defense. Texas Tech and Purdue. I was surprised that Purdue even is in the Sweet 16, but I guess they're living up to their two seed. But they have, um, I have Tech winning this one. I don't know. Purdue just doesn't con- – I'm just not convinced about it with Purdue. So, I mean, with, Vill- with Villanova and Tech, obviously I'm going with Villanova for the Final Four. Kansas and Clemson. Clemson had a heck of a run. I mean, they beat New Mexico State. A lot of people thought that was going to be the 12-5 upset. But Clemson proved them wrong, and they destroyed Auburn in the second round. They knocked them off by 31 points. Kansas, on the other hand... They they played a good Ivy League team in Penn. They beat Seton Hall. That was a close game throughout, but... Kansas led most of that game. And they had a few... They were threatened a little bit, but not too much. But they're going against Clemson. And I would love to take Clemson, but... I have a feeling that's not going to happen. So I'm going with Kansas. And the other, in the other game you got Syracuse Duke. Duke pulls away with that one. I'm sure Syracuse's two three zone will give them fits, but Duke pulls away. So you got Duke and Kansas. So I like you know, I like Duke. So you got Duke and uh, Villanova. And, of course, Nevada and Texas A&M. Isn't that a a weird (laughs) setup? Can you imagine Nevada gets to the finals? How much of a soccer coach Musselman will be? A huge one. I'm sure the Pac-12 will be all over him. For sure. So, obviously I'm going with A&M in this one. I mean, and of course, I'm going to go with, uh, for the finals, I'm going to have Villanova and Texas A&M. I mean, seriously, can you imagine this type of a final? And I'm sure, like the NCAA, a lot of people are cringing at this bracket because they're hoping actually, they're hoping the actual power teams pull it off. Because obviously they're worried about TV ratings. You know, I think um, my belief is their, expe- their expectations are. Look at the bracket. They're hoping that probably... They're probably banking on Kentucky or Michigan on one side of the bracket. Gets in the finals because... Well, A&M will still draw some viewers, but not much. Is what Michigan and... uh, Kentucky will for basketball. I mean, Gonzaga will draw viewers too. because Gonzaga's been good for so long. But... I'm sure, you know, they're just cringing trying to sell this this tournament. And, of course, on the other side of the bracket, they're probably hoping for Duke or, Duke or Kansas, or even Villanova. But that's the thing. If you look at this bracket on both sides and all these games, there's really no clear-cut winner. I mean, none, of these, none of these games have a clear-cut winner. They can go either way, and that's the crazy part about this whole thing so no it's like no bet is safe no pick is safe I mean I'm, I mean, I'm, I may be with what I pick I may be totally wrong with it but then again I don't get paid to do any of this so which is probably a good thing because if I, I because if I give like any type of bracket advice to, to you guys good lord you'd all be broke and good thing I offered a offer to pay people the other thing I wasn't so cocky as to say I would pay for your brackets, you know, if you lost, because boy, my income tax return would be dude, would be gone in a minute. But yeah, I mean, if you look at this bracket, all these matchups, I mean, there's no clear-cut winner on any any of them. So it's like it's like you look at this; it's like you're taking pick one, anyone, because any team can show up. I mean, you could be analytical as, as as you want in the torment. You can analyze Ken Palm. It doesn't matter. It's just that given day what happens. Anything can happen in that given day. But anyways, the games are tonight, and you know what? I'm gonna check Twitter to see if there's any updates. Maybe Pitt has already, Maybe Pitt already has an interview out. No nothing good. Just a bunch of uh same old stuff. The talk about man, you know, who they would hire, who they would interview. And of course, you got the occasional tweet from a national host saying that Pitt did not appreciate Jimmy Nixon, which is total bullshit because Pitt did. They were pay- Jimmy, Jimmy was paid very well at Pitt. I mean, he was the cash cow. So people need to stop this whole, Jimmy wasn't appreciated. He was paid well. And anytime he got an extension, he got one. So, they gave him plenty of money. It's just when things when it got tough, it just was it was time to go. <clears throat> you know, part of that's on him. Part of that's on Scott Barnes. But like I've said before, I knew that I knew that marriage between those two would not work. That you know, when you have when you pretty much are accustomed to doing what you want which is what Jamie was doing he was pretty much running that program and you get a quote unquote new boss who wants some input in the, in the basketball program and he wants his you know, employee because Jamie was his employee wants him to do obviously that person who's been accustomed to doing these things all these years isn't going to like it. It says, hey, you know what? I'm out. And he was probably out the day... The minute Nordenberg and Peterson were gone, that's when Jamie pretty much was was probably out. Now I've said that before. That's when he probably really started to... Really, really started to... Consider leaving. Because the people he. the you know. He worked so well with. And they let, him, they let him do what he wanted. They were gone. And so we get a new boss in. They're going to want to do things their way. And. You either adapt or you don't. And. Jamie just decided just to go. It's just, it's, that's just the reality of it. So that's when pretty much it all started. Plus, you know, you got also factor football was probably an issue as well because football became a big primary focus of Pitt once they joined the ECC And that's when, you know, Gallagher, you know, wanted to bring in a big coach and our came in. And Pitt was getting, all, you know, football was getting a lot more attention from people than basketball at that point. So, whereas you know beforehand, pit basketball was getting all the attention; it was the crown jewel. But somehow, like I said, it got lost along the way. But anyways, guys, the games are tonight. Enjoy them. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hell to pit. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car.